Hi, I'm Mark Rennick. This is Victory Over Sin. My name is Mark Rennick. Good Saturday afternoon to you, Treasure Valley. I hope things are well with you. We've got a special guest today. I can't wait to introduce him to you. But at the first part of the show, what we attempt to do is to explain what Victory Over Sin is and who we're funded by. We are funded by Systemic Change of Idaho. And Systemic Change of Idaho is an advocacy organization for the Southwest Council for St. Vincent de Paul. And in that capacity, our mandate, our goal, if you will, is to take our message and share with Idahoans about what it's like to be on parole. So people who are incarcerated, they come out. It's our job to explain to you, the Idahoan, what it's like to be on parole. We would argue that you do not understand all those involved, what it costs, the toll in terms of tax dollars and the toll in terms of emotional drain on the families of people who have been incarcerated. So that's what we attempt to do. We do it in a couple different ways. One is to sponsor this show, and this show is called Victory Over Sin. If you go back on the archives of KBXL, you can see all the different people who've been on. We've been doing it for almost a year and a half now. So you can see some impressive people, director of the Department of Corrections, all sorts of people who help and support us as we go forward. Advocates, if you will, of people who supported us. So that's a good thing. That's a good resource for you. We also do a PowerPoint that we share with churches, with service groups, or anybody who requests it for that matter, in which we go out and share in a, in a PowerPoint format what it's like to be on parole. Now, the important thing about that is that that is done by returning citizens themselves. So they get to stand up in front of the group and explain what the costs are, the issues that we face. And it becomes a real interesting topic as people listen to it, then get to discuss it afterward. If you have questions about any of this towards the end of the show, I'll let you know how to reach out to me and I'll get you involved with this. If, you wanna, if you're riding around and you've been incarcerated and you want to help, let me know. If you're out in the desert and you're about to get out and you want to help when you get out, let me know. If you are a, an employer or a church group and you want to know more about the Department of Corrections, call me and let me know and we'll set that up for you. It's, uh, this, this group actually developed out of what we call a reentry conference for St. Vincent de Paul. And in that capacity, that group of about 20 volunteers goes out and meets people who have been released within 90 days of their, within a release of 90 days of their incarceration. So that group, the reentry group, goes out and visits them. They help them pay rent. They give them a bicycle. They give them a bus pass, et cetera. And that's how this group got started was to do that. And it got some national attention, if you will. And some people from back east came back and took a look at us and saw what we were doing. They liked what we were doing. They said, hey, we've got some extra money. What would you like to do with it? And so what we did was form Systemic Change of Idaho. And that's what we're doing here today. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about 2018 because basically we've been working primarily in Ada County. We're looking this year before the end of the year to expand into Canyon County. And we're going to be looking at doing that. So we're excited about the new year and the future. 
In just a second, I want to get back. We've got a special guest in the studio today. You're going to be pleasantly surprised. We'll be right back. The United States has the highest percentage of its population in prison in the world. That's one in 200 Americans are currently serving time in a federal or local prison. As of May 2017, Idaho has 8,223 men and women incarcerated and another 17,201 on probation and parole. So upon release from prison, who works with these individuals and families? to help them transition back into our community. This is done by what we call Returning Citizens Resources and Coffee Shop. We offer them a cup of coffee and some resources and information to help get them on solid footing with their faith, their recovery, and to begin their new life as our neighbor. It's designed for the offender's first stop from the institution. If you'd like to help us help them, please contact Mark Rennick at 629-8861. That's area code 208-629-8861. And if you're out in the desert needing any help for your transition, we pay for that call. One of the cool things about having your own radio show is that you get put on guests that you like. And I'm excited. I have a gentleman in, in the studio today named Paul Weimer. I know him as Corncob, and he is a praise worship leader at Common Ground Biker Church. Welcome, Paul. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm on. It's not. It's not. I don't like calling you Paul. I call you Corn Club on Sunday, so that's kind of cool. Tell me about Corn Club. Are you a native Idahoan, sir? No. Where are you from? I was born in Roseboro, Oregon, in 1935, and then when I was 38, we moved to Livermore, California, yeah. and lived there almost 50 years. Yes. And then 33 years ago, we moved to Idaho. What made you move to Idaho? There were many hundred of us that was working for a company out there that had a massive layoff. Mm-hmm. And when I got laid off, I told my wife, we're moving to Idaho. So I did. There you go. There you go. Well, that's Idaho's game. So that makes you, what, 83 years old? 83. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, I know you as the association with Common Ground Biker Church, correct? Right. How did you run across Common Ground Biker Church? I have a friend that attended there when they first opened up. And he told me about it. And I decided to look into it and attend the service there. And when I did, it was just a blessing. Uh, I really just overwhelmed how the pastor ministered the word. And when he ministered the word, he goes from verse to verse to verse. And believe you me, my faith been really strengthened by the ministry of the Word of God there. Yes, absolutely. He's talking about Jim Atkins. Yeah. And Jim Atkins is a very, uh, he's a dear friend of both of ours, of both corn crabs and mine. Um, I love him to death. He's a great guy. And he is. He is. It's a very special place. I met Jim when I was incarcerated, and he was a volunteer out at Max, and he came out to Maximum Security Prison to visit. And he would, I say this on the air, and I've said it several times, I'll say it again, Corn Cobb. He would come into our place to do a service or to visit, and the air in the room would change because Jim came into the room. That's how special of a man he was. We looked up to him. We respected him. He shared. And in some ways, this was about 12 years ago when I first saw him. He he started talking about, you know, guys, I think I'm going to start a church in a bar, and I'm going to gear it towards bikers. And we thought, yeah, okay. 
and I uh, thought he was a little bit odd. So, but he ended up doing it, and it's been going for about ten years now. So, some of us—I was incarcerated when the church started, but some of us think we were the original members because we were there when he first had the idea. It was a nice thing. So, you've been going all ten years. When all t- ten years. Okay, and just as a note for people who are listening to us, Common Ground Biker Church has moved out of the busted shovel now, and we have our own place at, what, 62 East Fairview uh, Boulevard in the Cherry Lane Plaza Shopping Center. It's next to Albertsons there. It's kind of, there's a mall around the side, and uh, we now have a storefront. We've got, we've been there two months. They're taking the um, pictures from the old, biker church and we're putting them up on the wall we've been there too much it's exciting so come by and visit tell me a little bit about your coffee at mcdonald's because that's where i really first ran across you you go to mcdonald's every morning right almost every morning and then which mcdonald's do you go to uh, one on 12th avenue in nampa in nampa and you became i was also when i first got out of prison i went to nnu in social work and the chair of the department was a lady named Mary Curran. She's the lady who actually let me into that program. And she kept telling me about this guy that plays a harmonica. And that was you. So she used to come to that too, right? Uh, yes. And who else is there? What kinds of people show up? Well, several of my friends show up. And we sit down and have coffee. We fellowship and share the word of God and have a little bit of laughter and humor have a great time. There you go. We're like a family. I bet. That's what that's what she said. She said she t- I remember her saying to me, Well, if you go to Common Ground Bracket Church, you know this you know my friend. And I said, Who's that? And she said, Corn Cobb. And I said, Well, yeah, of course I know Corn Cobb. And so she spoke highly of you too. She's a dear lady. She's moved to Portland, right? Hasn't she moved to Portland? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do you want to share with us a little bit of your music so that people can hear what you do every Sunday at Common Ground? Well, first of all, I play at several places mm-hmm. every month. I play for three to four Kabbalists at homes every month, being a blessing to these elderly folks uh, who are shut in, and they just really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And then I play at Common Ground every Sunday morning to start the service. And I start by playing Alive, Alive, Evermore, Jesus is Alive. There you go. And believe you and me, Jesus is a living Savior. Not only there at Common Ground, but he's a living Savior walking on earth in in the heart of every born-again believer in the power of the Holy Spirit. And I thank God for that. There you go. Okay. And I'm going to be playing a song entitled Alive, Alive, Evermore. Jesus is Alive. Here you go, Corn
Love it. There you go. And if you want to hear that, it's every Sunday morning at Common Ground Biker Church. That is so cool. Tell us about this harmonica. This is not your people are listening. I think oh, he's got this little harmonica. Tell me about your harmonica. Well, first of all, they call me Corn Cob oh, because do. I hold uh, right now. I'm holding a harmonica that has seven harmonicas in one. You might say, yeah. And you hold it like Corn Cob. So the biker ministry. They be that name, Corn Cob. That's it. And you can tell he has Corn Cob on his leather jacket, leather vest, and he's kind of uh, got the the clamps in terms of the metal clamps, kind of like you look like a biker. Were you a motorcyclist at one point in time? I had a bike at one time. I operated a bike for 18 years. What kind of bike did you have? First of all, I had a, a Honda 350. Had it for 15 years, and then the ministry I was with blessed me with a Harley Sportster in 1982. Wow. I had it for three years, and then uh, one day a lady cut in front of me, and uh, that did it. <laughs> I was in an awful wreck. I was in the hospital for 10 days, and praise the Lord. I, I had no idea. I have so many brothers out there. 98 of them came up to see me wow. in those 10 days. Wow, wow, wow. That is cool. Uh, the, um, the Also, we might note, too, that even though it says Common Ground Biker Church and I'm asking about a motorcycle, I would bet at least half of the congregation, over half of the congregation, do not ride motorcycles, and they just show up, right? Is that true? Don't you think? Would you agree with that? I agree with that. Yeah, it, uh, we are becoming, there's some older members. You and I are getting up there, you know, you're 83 and I'm approaching you. So uh, all of us don't have motorcycles anymore, but it's a really good group of people. You want to play another song? Yes. Okay. I like to play Amazing Grace. Yeah, I'd like that. That's and I like the Bible says, by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of words. They say to me, suppose. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen. Now you can tell folks uh, how special it is for him to uh, come on Sunday. This will make attendance go through the roof, right? Absolutely. 
So you go out, tell me what else you do when you go out to convalescent. How many places do you go to the convalescent homes? Are they in Nampa or? One in Meridian and two in Nampa. And there's another one that's called Southern Ridge. And once in a while they have me come there to play too. You do? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tell me about getting on. I've heard stories that you'll get on an airplane and you'll start playing music too. Tell me about an experience like that. Oh, yes. Uh, when I go to the airport, Southwest Airlines uh, knows me and they know that I like to play and entertain people and be a blessing to them. So once in a while, they'll have me perform while waiting to board the plane. And we just have a great time. And when I'm on an airplane, when the students know I like to play, uh, she'll ask me, I have time, you have time for one song? And I said, yes. And so I sit the harmonica out, and uh, I make an announcement, folks, uh, since we're flying high, I'll play that old gospel hymn entitled, I'll Fly Away. There you, you want go. me there, play yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, let's play that, let's play that. That's fantastic. I'll tell you. I want to say Skip Hall, eat your heart out, man. That's pretty cool. I, that's really good. Thank you so much. Uh, that was, this was a lot of fun. I wish that when I was getting on a plane, you know, plane rides are getting so tedious. It's so boring. It's, it used to be fun to fly, and it's not anymore. So if I saw that, that would be absolutely fantastic. Anything else you want to say before we close, sir? Any insights well, of any- – I just uh, I just trust the Lord to open up doors allowing me to step in and – be a blessing to people by playing these songs to them. And it's only by when you folks out there pray for me that God will intervene, allow that to happen. I, th- I think he's blessed you, and he's blessed us by you being here. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Again, I want to thank you for uh, tuning in today. Paul, was, as you can tell, that's really special. If you're out there in the desert, you're driving around, and or if you're out there, out, you've been released from the desert, and you're out driving around your pearl, you need to get in touch with me. I'm pretty easy to do that, and I'm going to give you that in a second. But I'm looking for those people out there who have a particular heart to want to change the way things happen for those of us who have been incarcerated. If you have that heart and you have that passion, this is a great way to live out your Christianity. What you can do is come alongside of us, Help us.
go with somebody and take them to health and welfare or something on their first day out or do pretty much anything you want to. It's inexpensive. We're not looking for donations. We're looking for just you to be that Christian and share that with people who have been released from incarceration. But we're easy to reach. So you can reach out to me at www.systemicchangeofid.com. You can email me at systemicchangeofidaho at gmail.com. Idaho is all spelled out there. We're on Facebook, Systemic Change of ID. We're on Instagram, Systemic Change of ID. You can even call us on the phone at area code 208-477-1006. Look forward to talking to you next Saturday afternoon on Victory Over Sin. Thank you. Do it too. I-